Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we do a live episode on Instagram Live where we answer a bunch of questions from readers in the moment, live, right? That's what live means. So join us. It's a great episode. We do it live. We're going to probably do more of these in the future. So uh, enjoy. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm up here in Boston at Champion PT and Performance. I'm here with Lenny Macrina, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, our student extraordinaire from the University of Kentucky, Travis Two Step Step. Woo-wee, boy. Travis is here from the University of Kentucky, and we're going we're gonna to do something a little bit different. So I'm Facebook, or no, Instagramming, sorry, sorry wrong company. I'm Instagramming live what we're doing right now, and we're going to take some live questions from my phone for this, this uh, week's episode. I'm not going to trip on my chair, and, uh, and we're going to rock and roll. How's that sound? Super excited. Yeah, good. All right, I want to ask the first question because we're waiting for some people to to get some questions in the queue. So I'm going to start and I'm going to ask the first question. Ready? This one's important. What did you just listen to in the car ride here? (laughs) That's the first question. I listened to an audiobook of what? Called Leading Yourself First Through Solitude. It's about how the most important influential figures have hours of solitude to think over complex problems. I love it. And you were in solitude in the car, kind of. I was. So, Dave, should, I'm going to be the cameraman. Let's see if we can do the cameraman. I'll flip it around. Hello. Oh, this is going to be epic cinematography. Kay is jealous. Hello, Clarice. That's awesome. Good. Everyone's going to be motion sickness after that. Was this. mine. Yeah, I feel nauseous. All right, so, Dan, what did you listen to? Be oh, honest. It's be, another audio book. Be honest. It's called Stealing Fire. Good one. Good one. So I've kind of heard of that, one. but what Good is one. it? Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, so they just talk about how a lot of uh, kind of famous innovators, um, scientists, and entrepreneurs have made a lot of breakthroughs in their lives through alternate mindsets. So they talk a lot about meditation. They talk about like Burning Man. They talk about like low-level psychedelics and a way to, I guess, deactivate certain parts of your brain and activate other places. So you can think maybe laterally is a term they use and uh, solve complex problems that yeah, allow you to open your brain up and solve complex problems. I love it. That's great. Len? I hate opening my brain up. So <laughs> my, my drive-in this morning was uh, XM Radio, the opening bell on CNBC. Nice. Trying to figure out if I want to buy some stock options of Snapchat because that stock is way down. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Time. I'm going to... I'm gonna. I just wanted to add that in there. Why would you buy Snapchat right now? I feel like it's such it's, a fail. We're on Instagram Live right now. It's way down. For a reason. I did this with Facebook. It's completely different worlds, but it worked out for Facebook. So I'm just keeping an eye on Snapchat. I'm so down on Snapchat. I, I am too. So anyway, I'm super boring. I listen to Pearl Jam Radio on XM because that's kind of really all I listen to. 
So uh, they have their own radio station. I mean, why would I ever change it? Right? We need a variety. Travis, what did you listen to? I was missing my friends back home a little bit. UK students, PT students. Um, what does that mean you're listening to them? I was missing them. Oh, you were missing them. Missing them. I can't understand his yeah. accent still. <laughs> I was listening to some uh, Indian Outlaw. Nick George, King Case. Nice, Indian Outlaw. That's good. Uh, this is shocking. I've never heard of that at all. I'm we're we're going to be music. inclusive, okay? What'd you listen to on the car right here? What did I listen to? Yeah. Um, Kay's our videographer who's off camera. Cam, come show yourself to the video crew here. Hi. What, 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 what did you listen to on the way here, Kay? Uh, I listened to a podcast. So I was listening to Stuff You Should Know by HowStuffWorks.com. I've been listening to it for a long time. Podcast. Nice, nice. So, so we got we got a we got a good variety of uh, of things we listen to. I like it. All right, let's start with some questions. We good? So, if you just joined us, we got some people in here. Ask us questions. Type them in because we want to answer your questions live. We're recording this because we got a great episode today. So, let's start it off. Let's see. First questions. Let's see. Doc Loftus says, "Love the podcast. Keep it up. Thank you." Let's see. Joe B Baller. I love that. This is <laughs> this is funny. We're gonna we, we, we're gonna use everybody's handles instead of their real names today. So, um, hey guys, would a boxer have similar shoulder problems as a throwing athlete? It's an interesting question, right? Um, I think I think shoulder injuries have a lot of overlap in everybody, but maybe we talk about the difference between overhead athletes and boxers. Maybe I feel like that's going to be way more AC joint compression and like cross like horizontal adduction stuff is probably going to be an issue. I know there's a lot of variations of punches, but they rarely go what above 90 and behind their heads. So I feel like the anterior capsule kind of cuff stuff that we see in throwers will probably not show up in uh, boxers unless you throw them like haymakers. Right, probably. As I would say it's more repetitive AC. The way say. I punch, it would be similar because I'd be like now. Lenny, Lenny, get, <laughs> Lenny, I would Lenny say, gets calluses well, on I, his hands. I thought that's how you talk. <laughs> I do a lot of things. Like Lenny gets calluses on his hands. I would say different worlds, right? Yeah, like, I, I would it's say compression. So. Yeah. It's uh, more like posterior glenoid, oh, a posterior labrum. Yeah. It would be AC yeah. joint. Right. Oh, um, oh, got to go in posterior impacts. Right. Posterior right. Right. Yeah. So I would think different worlds, but. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I, I think that there's a lot less rotation probably in punching, depending on the type of punch, you know. Um, I'm not in that world, so I don't have a, a great answer for you, but I imagine you'd have um, a similar rehab program for those athletes, but you'd probably have to cater it just to be specific to get back to sport. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd add, I just said, <laughs> the only thing, I, we have a question about that. <laughs> the only thing I would add to that, I think that would be different, you know, the, with the boxers. Obviously, like, with an overhead athlete, they're extremely unique individuals right they use their shoulder at such unique ranges of motion that that is actually why they tend to get the injuries they, they use it with high force at high repetition at high ranges of motion so you put all those together boxing is much more compact other sports are much more compact and, and it's kind of more mid-range so you say one has you know the, the overhead athlete has all those variables but then secondarily you know the, I think the concept of, of the boxer is it comes down to just more force and repetitive force you know, so it's just always that compact. So I'd say they're definitely different. I don't know. You know, I, ho- I hope we answered that well. JoJo, B-Ball, or anyway. <laughs> um, awesome. All right, next question. We've got J.W. Rouse. I hope I'm saying names right. J.W. Rouse says, what is your best advice or recommendation for going into a Major League Baseball clinical rotation? Well, I'll take this one. I think, no. 
So, geez, so major baseball clinical rotation. So I'm going to assume you're a PT student, or maybe you're an athletic training student, and you're going into a clinical rotation. I mean, if you're going into professional sports, we'll say, so it doesn't have to be Major League Baseball, but if you're going into professional sports as a student, I think the biggest thing you got to go in there is you got to go in there and be prepared to hustle. I think that's the biggest thing. You go in there. I mean, this is pro sports. This is supposedly the cream of the crop, right? Like, this is the highest level of individuals you can potentially learn from. Um, Oftentimes in professional sports, it's not necessarily complicated with what you do all day, right? It's more about understanding the nuances of it, like, you know, just the way the game goes, the way a training room goes, the way it goes. It's it's the nuances. It's knowing that at 4 o'clock in baseball, you go out to stretch and the strength coach has to run them through this routine, you know? It's it's understanding the little things like understanding you know, the impact of all your decisions and what that means for like the designated you know lit, you know the DL uh, you know roster decisions right like we had, you know it, there's so much that goes into it that's the nuances of that sport so I would say go in there and just be, be prepared to work 25 hours a day and, and learn as much as you can and make as many good relationships as you can mm-hmm. right so I mean you might be in a pro setting right now and. One, you're trying to continue that pro setting, I bet, but all the assistants that are there, maybe the assistant athletic trainers, assistant PTs, strength coaches, whatever, those are probably going to be head guys someplace else somewhere, and you want to be one of the first people they think of when they're looking to fill their staff. Yeah, I agree. Hustle. Right. That's it. Hustle. you got to hustle. Hashtag. got to hustle. we got to hustle, J.W. Rouse. Hustle Hart, Kevin Hart. Awesome. Let's see. Let's see. Next question. we got AG. I can't read handles. AG Speed PT, I think. <laughs> I think. I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, I'm a second-year PT student. What are some things you can do to help bridge the gap between school and practice to make you a good entry-level PT? That's a good question. So you're a student. What's gonna, what, what can you do now to make you a great entry-level PT? What do you think, Dave? Um, so there's two things that I think make a really large difference in people that I see or we see that are like really good or like amazing. So one is like you have to consciously schedule an hour per day for Con Ed. I think every day you should try to grab a new research article, grab a book. It doesn't have to be all science, but like something just to learn a little bit about your patient caseload or something you want to like know more about. That's one. Number two is I think you should openly volunteer your time to shadow people and, and learn from people who are mentors. Like we get a lot of people here who just want to walk in and just kind of pick our brains and see stuff and that's I think that's I respect those people a lot for taking their free time and doing it. But I found that the people who are willing to learn more and pursue that, once you like kind of get that seed and you do that on a regular basis, I think it accumulates to a lot more in the long run. Yeah. I guess I would say is that um, you probably want to spend more time in a clinic. I don't think that always means you have to do a lot more clinic hours outside of what you're already doing, but when you have your clinical rotations, I think you should really own that as much as you can. So if you have a patient you're working with, do the extra research, come up with a plan of care, talk how you should handle this with your, uh, your CI, make sure that along the way you're doing a great job changing things, think about how you can make this more specific to that individual, and try to do that as much as you can with every single person that comes in. And then by the time you actually get to your, your first job, you're going to be prepared because you've already gone through that process. You're not necessarily relying on your CI to help you through that. You've already kind of gone through it, and you're more autonomous and independent because of it. Yeah, I think building up these guys. I think it's all about relationships and it's all about kind of getting out of your comfort zone. I think we've said that a bunch of times on previous podcasts um, that you, you just need to shadow other other disciplines and talk with other disciplines and you know all the online courses and just take as much in as, as you can and get different perspectives because you get to get out of your comfort zone and that's always my issue is you tend to get like comfortable here and then that's it. You just shut it down for a period of time. You're like, wait, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. I, gotta, I gotta do more here. I gotta see what other people are doing because that's going to benefit me the most. So 
and just meet people and, and talk and pick their brains. Yeah, I, I think the only thing I'd add, and maybe this is kind of similar to what, what Dave was just kind of saying there, but I think, you know, the best thing you can do is probably volunteer your time, you know, and, and maybe the concept isn't that you volunteer your time and go to other PT clinics. I, I, I think you should. I actually like that idea, but maybe you also explore some other kind of disciplines, like yeah, similar sure. disciplines that you could do, like go to some strength facilities, some sports performance like facilities, gymnastics facilities, baseball facilities, right? Like kind of kind of try to put all these things Gym and kind of bridge the gap between these different, you know, different, I don't know, you know, careers, not careers, but you know what I mean, the different types of uh, people you can learn from. I think I think that would be pretty fantastic so um, all right let's see next question we'll see um, uh, we got what other manual therapy con ed or speakers do you recommend so what's your favorite manual therapy people to learn from I guess so books con ed stuff like that but specifically uh, uh, manual therapy that's from uh, it's mean 20 I think is the uh, hmm. hashtag I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, do whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw names out because I don't, I don't even know if I have names. Uh, bad answer, probably, but I mean, really, come on, just get anybody's. You gotta play with this stuff because it's so non-specific, in my opinion. Um, we know palpation and, and the reliability that way is minimal at best or good at best. Um, so just whoever, just practice on each other, uh, take some courses. Um, and it, I think no matter what, you'll be fine. <laughs> be vague. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? Uh, well, see, so you said take some courses. What courses, Len? I, I, I mean, I think that's what he's asking. I, whatever. I don't even think. It, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know what what, it, what that would be. I mean, you get active release. You have instrument assisted type stuff. Um, I think that's a good one. Yeah, to take online. Right. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> myofascial type stuff. To me, it wait, is, wait, wait! Like John Barnes, my, my fashion. Like, not to not to call him out, but I saw your Instagram story I, I, the other day. I actually do love getting his mail. <laughs> it, it just makes me smile. His mail, his postcard was full of denim on denim. This, yeah, this, I, this I love it. I want more mail from John Barnes. <laughs> uh, never taken his course. Sorry, John. We completely respect yeah, you. Yeah, we do. I, I just, I just. I'm telling you, not watching this right yeah. now. But <laughs> all right, what else? What do you think? Manual therapy. I, Who do you learn I, from? Who do you I would say like from? a tangent of Lenny's. Like I would. Look at the most popular types of manual therapy, right? So like joint mobs, cupping, tool work, dry needling. And then just take something for each. You know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't go and sell your soul to one, yeah. but knowing that like, I don't know, I feel like things pop up through like what people are using and we kind of all know that all of us do certain things. Like if you understand that everyone's using tools and everyone's using cups or needles, like I would probably invest some time in it. So I took Dr. Moss course and I enjoyed it, but you guys have taken Kineticore, you enjoyed it, right? I've learned from tool work from uh, your course and Urson's course. I've also learned tool work from Mike Voigt's course. You know, there's like, I don't think it's the, the person, as long as they're up to date with current concepts and like what the research says, I feel like most courses are going to have a lot of overlap. Definitely. Dan, that's what I was yeah. trying to say. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so, Dan, who would you, you got any recommendations on anyone specific? I think you guys said that so well. Well, yeah, I think it's important to probably try a lot of these different things. So, if you're going to do some with Thomas Myers, Act Release, I Dry Needle, we do a lot of cupping, we do a lot of tool work. I think what's important that's maybe not said as much is that every single person is going to be a little different in the way you treat them. Like one person's neck is super stiff and certain tools are going to work really well for that individual or it's not going to work well for someone else. The other part is that some people have different body types so when you start working on a certain muscle it's going to be a little different for me versus Dave, right? 
Um, the other piece is certain tools work better for different areas, and there's a lot of testing and trying, right? Do a lot of stuff, laughs with a tool, doesn't feel great to run over someone's ribs, or maybe use your hands, maybe use a cup. So I think a lot of times <laughs> we get kind of married to one form of manual therapy, but bury it, try it, yeah. test, retest, see what works best for you. Um, and don't be afraid to try new things. You, you can't be a one-trick pony if like you somebody comes in they're like all you like to do is manipulations or all you like to do is grasping or whatever it is or tool work and someone's like I hate manipulations like now what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. A lot a of these a lot of these studies are showing that like what what gets someone better is their perceived notion of what's gonna make them feel better. Like I got my neck cracked yeah. one time, I hated it, but I love dry needling, right? I'm probably gonna dry needle. Like we've worked with a few athletes that just despise dry needling. I'm like, I think dry needling is the best thing for you, but if you're sitting there miserable, it's not gonna you have work to out. Sweating well. it out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, somebody watched yeah. the needle somebody and she almost passed out. I was like, well, I'm probably not gonna dry needle you today. Yeah, good point. So that's my two cents. So yeah. I mean the only thing I, I I again I think I agree with her. I think I think everybody did really well. Uh, you know, answering that there is, I think the general topic is, is be diverse, right? Don't, don't sell your soul to one kind of thing, be diverse. And I think the more you can add to that, it gives you more options for the person. Uh, but you're going to find that sometimes you use certain techniques for one thing and, and others for another. And it's tough to just be like, I, I only do this. I'm a certified this, mm. right? It's tough to be that way. So for manual therapy, I mean, what do we use the most here? We use instrument assisted a ton. You know, that's a big one for us. So learn that. We do a lot of pin and stretch, or you can go to an active release course. They do a great job at those courses. We do a lot of ART. I found that to be super helpful. And then I think for my soft tissue, I think I really, I, I mention this a lot, but I think I'm, I'm very in tune with Tom Myers and his anatomy trains. You know, anatomy trains is the concept. The way Tom Myers does fascial release, kind of like his version of rolfing, I think is very in tune with how I treat and how I perform my manual therapy. So something to keep in mind. So. Um, awesome. All right. Well, I think that was good. I mean, it was good. My, my arms are getting tired from holding my camera. <laughs> holding a camera. I don't know how Kay does it all day. <laughs> my arms are tired. But uh, that was good. Great live episode. We're going we're gonna to give more announcements, I think, in the future and do this better in the future. I think we just kind of did this impromptu this morning. Uh, but hopefully we'll do this more again. And uh, we appreciate it. So if you like this, please go to MikeRino.com. Click on the link to the podcast. Ask us some questions. We'll answer some questions offline from that form as usual uh, as well. We're always going to do that. But please go to iTunes, rate us, review us, subscribe, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReno.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.